True to You Radio. Imagination. Inspiration. Integrity. Insightful. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Heart Dancing Radio Show where we explore and learn what it means to live from your heart, not your head. And for those of you not quite familiar with heart dancing, it's a process of unlearning the world's messages and remembering your authentic self. When you start listening to the world's definition of happiness and success, at some point you may realize that you're never going to be happy. You're never going to be satisfied. There's always going to be something more to strive for or obtain. Heart dancing is a different way of looking at your world and looking at yourself. It's a way to return to your soul, the source of unconditional love. And the heart dancing mantra is, let love lead. And you'll understand more about that as you join me in the dance. Love knows the way, you just have to follow. Heart dancing. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Heart Dancing Radio Show, where we explore what it means to live to your potential by finding your authentic self. Today, I have such an important guest, Lisa Berkovich. She is so accomplished, but also so spiritual. So I have no idea where this conversation is going to go today, but I can't wait to get started. Let me tell you just a little bit about Lisa, and then we're going to dive right in. First of all, welcome, Lisa, to the Heart Dancing Radio Show. Thank you, Catherine. I'm so glad to be here. Yes, this is going to be fun. Mm -hmm. So Lisa helps world-changing leaders fully align their business with their soul's mission. I love that. If more companies, if more people did that, the world would be a totally different place. (laughs) You also help cut away what is no longer aligned. You help the person dial into what's essential and hone their self-mastery so they can create the level of large-scale impact that they're meant for, but do it with ease, flow, fun, and abundance. Lisa, that sounds amazing. I want to hear more, and I know my listeners want to hear more as well. (laughs) Okay. Well, thanks, Catherine. Um, well, I mean, essentially, the we we touched uh, touched on this for a moment before we started recording that the tagline for my business is "Let Soul Lead," and and I really come from the perspective that each of us has a soul's blueprint. We we are here for such a specific reason. Um, most of the people that I work with are actually doing work they love and, and they're in the vicinity of the, you know, the, the, the work that is truly aligned for them. And there's often, you know, blind spots, places where we have old thoughts, old feelings, old beliefs, old habits, where even in a business we love, we might still be doing things we don't want to be doing anymore or 
there might be something new that is seeking to come through that is really the, the next level of expression and it hasn't made its way out yet, whether it's because it's not clear enough yet or whether it's too scary. It's a really scary big step and there's fear of failure or fear of visibility, greater visibility or what have you, or maybe even in that business, there might be an upper limit that's been hit. So it sort of depends. Um, but I help leaders align with their souls, the heart of their soul's mission by really doing what I like to say is like a chiropractic adjustment on their business, which really means it's a chiropractic adjustment on themselves and their own alignment and their own connection with their, with their soul, with their divine guidance, with the part of them that knows. So that's really um, just a little bit more of a, of, of a description of what I mean by, by what I, but by the bio that you read, by what I do. Um, I, I, I really see a world where we are all doing what we were born to do and thriving at that. And that's, that's what's behind everything that I do. Oh, that is such a great aspiration. And as I said, it would be such a different world if everyone was doing what their soul plan called them to do. Mm -hmm. So Lisa, I love that phrase, chiropractic adjustment. Uh, would you consider yourself to be a coach? Are you more of a mentor or does it depend on the client? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, I've used the word coach. Um, I call what I do soul mastery coaching or I have done for a number of years and um, I've had it reflected back to me that I'm not really a coach <laughs> much more than a coach. Mm -hmm. um, ultimately, I'm a healer. At the end of the day, I help people really connect with the truth of who they are so that that can flow into their business as well as other areas of their lives fully. Um, so yeah, I, it, is, it is more mentorship. Um, it's, it's, it's a combination of, you know, it's, it's, it's intuitive guidance. Um, I don't tell people what to do. I help them get to a place where their knowing already lives and just help them recognize that they already know what to do and then support them in doing that. So, um, so yeah, I'm not too caught up in, in titles, um, because it's pretty multidimensional work that I do. And the people that I work with are so intuitive that they generally just recognize if I'm the person for them or not. So whether I call it coach or mentor or whatever, it's sort of all, it's all good. Right. And I can see just in that brief description how you do help someone on all those different levels. And it's really probably more reflecting back who you see, but they can't see it themselves. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and or where they haven't given themselves permission to trust what they know. Mm, so it I could be that. a blind spot, you know, it could be that I'm reflecting back a blind spot that I'm getting intuitively and point them in that direction. But it also could be simply saying, you already know, like you've already just given yourself the answer, <laughs> just holding the space for them and asking them questions. They know, they, they, they always know. That's my, that's my experience. There isn't a single person that I've worked with in seven years who, when we went to a quiet place and tuned into their, into their, their, their essence that they didn't actually know what they needed to do or what was right for them. Oh, I can see that just listening to you <laughs> have a private conversation of something there is in my life. So how do you help your clients, um, 
get over if they have fear around a certain uh, action they know they should take, but there's, you know, there's that fear of success, fear of failure, as you said, fear of visibility. How can you give us a technique or some, some insight into how you help them that could perhaps also help our audience? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Well, one that I see a lot, um, especially, you know, I would imagine your audience fits this because I, I mostly work with intuitive, sensitive, sort of empathic types. And one thing that I see a lot, it doesn't, it's not exclusive to them, but it, I, I find that it, it affects them especially strongly, is um, a tendency to avoid difficult energies. Um, so when someone is afraid of more visibility, for an ex- as an example, um, I, I often find that what's happening is that when when they think or feel into this next level of expression, there's they 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 know that there's going to be all kinds of people and situations that they're going to have to deal with that feel dangerous to them, where mm-hmm. their coping mechanism from early in life growing up as a sensitive person, perhaps um, in their family situation or experiences that they had early in life, they, they kind of contracted or shut down in the face of difficult energies, whether it's somebody being angry or um, in some way challenging to them emotionally. And so that old coping mechanism of shutting down, contracting, or isolating will often cause a fear of being more visible because they know that moving into greater visibility means they're going to have to face more energies, maybe some haters as you know, they call them, right? If you're really standing for something, whatever. Um, so the thing that I, that I prescribe, that's just an example, but this is true of many, many different kinds of challenges and situations is to really be willing to be present with what you feel. And start to break down the the walls, the barriers that have been implemented to, quote unquote, stay safe. But now at this stage, they're actually preventing expansion and preventing expression and preventing next level impact. So that's one really, I mean, everybody that I work with, the first thing we talk about is their daily practice, a daily practice of being sent, getting centered and grounded, being quiet, um, being willing to check in with what's going on with themselves. And as part of that, it's really feeling your feelings, especially the ones that are hardest to feel, start to break down the unwillingness to, to go there, the unwillingness to feel it inside yourself or the unwillingness to kind of be with difficult people. Let's say you go visit your family, you know, sometimes that can be really triggering and can be really unpleasant you know something to avoid and I say you know just actually start to dip your toe into being in those situations that used to shut you down or make you feel like you couldn't handle those energies and just gently you know one one at a time start to let yourself be more present in those situations you're more conscious and present than you've ever been which means that your assumption that you can't be with those energies is no longer accurate you can and as you allow that you will have more freedom to move about in what you're here for does that make sense oh that makes total sense um because i know in my family you know growing up there was a lot of conflicting energies and after i moved away and 
started my own life, going back to that situation sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, especially over the holidays or, or whatever the mm-hmm. occasion was, it would be as if I was, I was no longer 20, 30, 40, but I was 10 again. Right. Exactly. You nailed it. So that's a perfect example um, where the personal stuff, the old the old internal mechanisms that are running have everything to do with your business today. And there's no such thing as separating personal from professional anymore. So it's very often that when I work with people, they come to work on their business because they, they want to create or go to their next level of expression with it or next level of impact with it and alignment with it. And we end up doing an enormous amount of, of realigning on these kinds of things first so that they can follow their guidance to go in the direction they want to go and their self-protective me- protective me- mechanisms are no longer sabotaging that. I can absolutely relate to that because in my own business, I do bump up against some of those resistances or fears and other people, other solopreneurs that I've talked to, they have the same thing because in this space, in, and especially in this intuitive, um, spiritual kind of motivational, inspirational space, you are your business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and if you're not clear on who you are and the value that you can give to other people, that is going to come through what you produce and what you hold out there for other people to, to enjoy and connect with you. Absolutely. And if you're not willing to be seen and heard for who you are, if it feels unsafe to be seen and heard for who you are, if you haven't felt valued for who you really are, because that's, it wasn't reflected back to you earlier in your life, it's going to show up in your business. Mm-hmm. It has to. Because mm-hmm. that's, you are your business. That's really the, the bottom line. So mm-hmm. if you get to the point where you're clear and grounded and you can let your soul lead just watch out because that's going to be the most amazing work that you could ever produce you got it that's exactly right that's exactly it like the the blueprint is sitting right there waiting to to emerge fully that's amazing i i I, i'm just i'm in awe thank you for doing this work well let's uh, shift just a little bit you said you've been, uh, you know, the mentor, coach, um, let's just call it that for lack of a Soul better. guide is another. Soul guide, thank you. <laughs> um, for about how many years? Seven, you said? Yes. Okay. And during that time, what has that done for you? Because I'm sure you've had to work on yourself and clear those old patterns out of yourself before you could travel down this road. Oh my gosh, Catherine, endlessly. (laughs) That really is my full-time job, right? So I only can serve my clients to the degree that I've done the work myself. Um, I don't teach anything that I don't use myself daily. Um, and or as part of the way that I function. I mean, I have a daily practice, but all the tools in my toolbox and all the insights that I bring, um, all the intuitive guidance that comes is all based on the life that I've lived and the experiences that I've had in my own growth and in in the growth of my business. So yes, 100% um, I've had to go through, I feel like I've lived lifetimes in this lifetime. (laughs) And um, my, you know, what's, what's really fascinating is how I have observed that as I have shifted, my business has shifted. So I'm pretty much doing the same thing as I always did. But 
when I started, I was working with early stage entrepreneurs, helping them with their first offering to take their, their idea that they had that was inspired and, and put it into form and make a program that people could pay them for. And, or they had a program already and it needed to be refined their first, their first thing and they needed to have more um, impact with it. And as I had, so that when I was, when I was new to this industry, new to, to working with people virtually, I mean, I had been coaching for many years prior, but I didn't have a shingle out, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was always a natural coach. So, or mentor or guide. So, but I'm talking about since I've been in this industry, you know, conscious business or transformational business, um, in that period of time, the seven years, I have expanded so much. So my early stage entrepreneurs that I worked with at the beginning, after a year and a half, two years, I started organically having entrepreneurs who had a business already. They were further along, they were doing well with it, and they had hit some kind of upper limit. And that's where, you know, they were reflecting who I had become. I had more, much more experience, more confidence in what I was doing, more success in what I was doing. And that has continued until this point where um, in the last couple of years, I've really, I've become in my own journey, the person who is committed to being a fully surrendered instrument of the divine. So my mind is not what is making decisions. It's, it's, I am guided. I am, am moved to do what I do through my work. And so in these last couple of years, that's who has become my clients quite far along in their business, do, do masterful work, amazing at what they do, have raving fans, also deeply devoted to their spiritual path. And sometimes those two things are not yet fully integrated. There are places where their mind might get still in the way still, or they're doing old things they know they shouldn't be doing anymore on some level, but haven't let them go yet. So the window that I work with now is like that point of total surrender where they need to untether those last places where old mechanisms, old mindsets, old fears, old ways of being and doing are, are still operating and need to be unhooked so they can become that, that instrument. And so it's a now a very, very narrow um, stage of the journey that I, that I work with and that reflects where I am, that reflects. So, so it's fascinating to see, you know, the very specific challenges of this particular stage are quite different from the ones that I was working with at the beginning. And, and that that's, makes sense. It's natural, right? So I've had to walk the journey as much as everybody and then the clients who have come to me reflect the, the, the stage that I am in or have just completed to enough of a degree that I can guide them. So um, as you said, you know, we are our business and, and I really see the business as a phenomenal vehicle for personal and spiritual transformation. And so uh, my business is constantly reflecting back to me where my next level of, of, of alignment and transformation needs to be. Right. That is so well said. And I'm sure you attract those entrepreneurs who are at that stage where they know there's something else, there's something more. 
Mm. And they don't quite know. I mean, they have the self-awareness to have already done a lot of uh, their own work, inner work, mm-hmm. but they know that there's still something holding them back, still something that is tethered, as you say. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes they know what it is and sometimes they don't. Right. Um, usually, I mean, when I say they don't, when we hit on it, they, it's always it's always a like, well, of course, <laughs> it's never really a newsflash. It's right. really a newsflash that it was an old pattern that they didn't realize was showing up in their business or maybe a, a way of linking uh, two things that they didn't see were linked before that they were aware of the two things separately, but they didn't see them linked together or whatever. But yes, um, yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. And uh, you said something else that just hit home for me. And it's that kind of balancing of the mind, analytical, logical side of business infused with the spiritual, uh, intuitive, nonlinear, non-language side of spirituality. Yeah, that's critical. And I, it's, it's really very much the heart of, of what I teach because when I say let soul lead, that's what I'm pointing to. I like to talk about soul as CEO and mind as COO. So the right order of things is, in terms of alignment, soul alignment, the right order of things is being receptive to the guidance to know what to do next and then using the mind to implement but not using the mind in the reverse order the way most people have been doing it and the way i used to do it which was try to figure it out in the mind and force it forward right and that goes along with the course that you and i are both involved in the flow mastery Mm -hmm. which is to allow your intuition soul you know that inspiration Again, that that unseen part of you that knows, mm-hmm. allow that to come up and be expressed and to guide you, um, and then you know use the mind for its purpose, which is to um, bring that into a physical realm, bring it, you know, make it come forth. Yep. So, yeah, I love that. So you may you help them see their soul as their CEO or chief executive officer, and their mind as the COO or chief operating officer. Yes. You got yeah, it. I'd love that. I, when I first read that, I was like, "Yes, that's a perfect way to explain it." <laughs> that is so right. Well, let's change gears just a little bit because we're kind of getting toward the end of our time together. Mm-hmm. Are you working on any projects that you'd like to share? Are you excited about anything right now? Hmm. Yes, thank you for asking. I am. I'm, I'm excited. I'm working on two main things that are super exciting for me. One is my first book, which is um, the working title is Let Soul Lead, which is my tagline. And I, I, I don't expect that title will change because that's it's really the book about my body of work, what, what I've been teaching for years now. And so I'm excited about that. I'm going on a three-day writing retreat this weekend, and my intention is to complete the uh, draft of the book there. So I'm super excited about that, really mm. imminent. And, um, and similarly, also really excited about group work and on-location group work. I've been mostly working one-on-one with clients over the years, and um, I love to travel. I'm a passionate traveler. So one of the one of the things that I had been doing with my private clients was offering VIP days or intensive days on location. So when I was, I've, I've just finished three years traveling 
living and working abroad and being a, a digital nomad, which was an amazing experience. So I, I started to invite clients to meet me in these amazing places that I was going. And so my next level of expression and creation that I'm excited about is a, an extension of that, which is to have small groups come and join me in these places and do high vibe retreats, I like to call them. So um, that's that, that's what I'm creating next. I'm super excited about that. So oh, that's some, great. Yeah, well, fun, fun ones of those in 2017. Right, right. So what kind of places are you thinking about for these retreats? I'm just give a teaser to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, some of the places that have been in my awareness are places that um, I have spent some pretty powerful transformational time myself. So certainly California, um, Hawaii, Bali, and um, looking at Costa Rica as well, which is where this journey actually started when I left my corporate job, as well as um, I'm, I'm a fan of London, uh, England, and not, I'm, I'm feeling that one out because it is a city, um, so I have to see about that one. But um, another place that I've spent transformational time is Ibiza, the island of Ibiza in Spain. So I'm really looking at uh, global possibilities, not just North American ones. Right. No. Those and that's top of mind ones. Right. No, that helps. That just gives me an idea of what places you're drawn to. Mm -hmm. So where can people find you? And I know they will want to find you. Mm, thank you. Yeah, I, well, my website is, is the easiest place. It's, um, you can find it by my name, lisaberkovitz.com, but it, you can also get there through letsoullead.com. And that's where you can read more about me and my journey and my philosophy and the way that I work and um, can be in contact there. There's also a, a guided meditation there that is free um, if you want to. It's basically to access your, your higher guidance. So if you want to be letting your soul lead, then that meditation guides you to that place internally where you can dialogue with your soul and make decisions from your soul's wisdom. So that's there on the homepage of my website as well. Mm, mm, I am definitely going to check that out. Well, thank you, Lisa, for being on the Heart Dancing Radio Show. This has been an extraordinary conversation. Thank you so much, Catherine. Thank you for all that you do with, with this show and everything else that you do. I really appreciate your inviting me here. Right. And um, if you could, is there some uh, pearl of wisdom, insight, something you'd love to share with the audience kind of as our, our parting gift to them? Mm hmm. Let me feel into it in the moment. The one that comes to me, which I, which I do speak all the time, is your soul lives in the silence, in the peaceful space. So the nugget of wisdom I would share is to, to, to suggest if you don't have a daily practice that takes you to a place of peace, then I would really invite you to that. Um, it, my guided meditation can help with that, but there's a million ways you can do it. Other meditations, your own, just sitting quietly with yourself, could be a walk in nature, could be any number of things, sitting in your bath with some bubbles. Um, anything that allows you to go to that quiet space is going to put you in touch with your soul, and that is going to give you the 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 guidance, the wisdom, the knowing, the answers that you need. All 
the guidance sits there. If you're not making time for that piece, then it's very, very hard. It makes it so much more difficult to get your guidance. It just has to, the only chance it has to slip in is in a relaxed moment, maybe in the shower when you're not expecting it. And we all get sort of downloads like that, but you can be more deliberate and open that channel much more, much more wide, widely. Um, if you actually had uh, a practice where you would go to that quiet space and um, commune there. Mm, I love that. That's beautifully said. And I would encourage everyone to begin doing that. It makes a profound difference in your life. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Lisa. This has been really fun. Mm-hmm. For me too. Thank you, Catherine. I appreciate it. Okay, great. You've been listening to the Heart Dancing Radio Show where we let love lead. (laughs) And that's um, a a combination of being in the present moment and being aware of who you are and how you're expressing yourself. So in conjunction with Lisa Berkowitz, let soul lead. Either way, you'll get to that place where you know. And when you know that you know, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Heart Dancing Radio Show where we learn to dance with our hearts, not our heads. And remember, you're now part of the tribe. Be sure and tell your friends about the magic that happens here. Uh, Heart Dancing, it's the only way to live.